everybody, and welcome to another episode of We Watch Screambox. My name is... Whoa, wait a minute. Well, let's get the formalities out of the way. My name is JD, and who's here with me? It's Michelle. It is Michelle, guys, but what did I... Did I say we watch Screambox, Michelle? Yeah, that's is that weird. Aren't we? Don't we usually watch Shudder? Normally, Shudder is our thing. Yeah. Yeah. Shudder. You guys, you guys heard of Shudder, right? You're familiar with Shudder. That's probably why you listen to us most of the time. Uh, but today we're coming to you with an extra special episode. Uh, and this movie is a movie that Michelle and I both have been excited about for quite some time. I have not uh, been nearly as excited as you. It would be impossible <laughs> to be as you're, excited you're, as JD this has is true. been. true. I've, I've been looking forward to this movie quite a bit. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And uh, this is a movie that, uh, in fact, way back when I first heard about this movie, uh, I, I made a tweet uh, and I said, oh, looks like we might have to start a new podcast called We Watch Screambox uh, because I heard that that's where this movie was going to be showing uh, and so we're doing a, basically this is our first episode where we're going to talk about a movie that has nothing to do with Shudder. Just a, a little bonus for all of you people out there in listener land. Maybe get an opportunity to draw in some new listeners here. Uh, but uh, it's We Watch Screambox. Uh, and uh, the movie was, you know, it's going to be, it's actually not even available on Screambox yet. Uh, I have a theory on when it will be available. We'll talk about that. Uh, but Screambox picked it up for distribution soon, and it managed to land itself a theatrical re- release, like a lot of independent horror movies are getting these days. Michelle, what it just let let us off the hook. What is the movie we're talking about? We are talking about the Outwaters. The Outwaters. Look, at this point, if you don't know uh, about the Outwaters, you're not even listening to this podcast. Uh, for well, I've been talking about it for a long time. <laughs> uh, it's the whole horror community has been talking about it for a long time. Uh, it's been making waves on the festival circuit. I first heard about it way back in, uh, I believe, uh, late August or early September. Uh, the uh, the online marketing of it has been really interesting and and drew me in. Uh, there's been so much buzz. And not just like like flash in the pan buzz, right? Like like it just came out of nowhere, and all these people were saying you got to see it, and then it just it like people have been talking about this movie, people who were fortunate enough to see it at festivals and other things for a while. Uh, a very high profile independent release. Michelle, when did you first learn about the Outwaters? Uh, when I started getting notifications on Twitter from you tweeting at the creator of this movie <laughs> and people talking to you about the Outwaters is probably when I actually started paying attention. I'm on a bloody disgusting all the time so that I can pay attention to horror news. And so everything mm-hmm. is on my radar as long as they put it out there. But I didn't truly know anything about it until I started getting the notifications sure. from you tweeting people about it. Well, and I, uh, uh, I've also kind of gone out of my way to know as little as possible about like the mm-hmm. movie itself like i know uh, uh, things about like you know i uh, i started uh following uh, robbie banfitch the writer and director uh i went on to youtube where you can see his film school thesis uh feature called white light 
so when I you say that you're following Robbie Banfitch, you do mean stalking, right? <laughs> no, no, no. Following on no. Twitter, Michelle. I know. No, but you uh, did find but, his uh, thesis movie and you follow his mom. So <laughs> Yeah, well I uh well I follow his mom because his mom is amazing. She's Adorable. in the movie, by the way. Uh, yep. uh his yep. mom uh, uh, that's the only spoiler I'm going to give here, guys. I oh, promise yeah. you that. that but that you, doesn't you spoil should already know that. She's all, she's talked about it on she's Twitter adorable. and stuff. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Sorry, uh, so Robin Banfitch and his mom have this. She is the most incredibly supportive, just like over the moon for her son and the buzz that his movie is getting. It's the most wholesome thing. And I just love that dichotomy of this very wholesome presentation. <laughs> Uh, attached to what people have been calling one of the most terrifying cinematic experiences they've ever had. Uh, oh, yeah. And that's that, that's uh, a joy. Uh, Robbie Banfitch yeah. uh, is, is obviously also very committed to this movie, and he's very interactive on Twitter. Uh, I'm not sure if it's him doing it, or I imagine he's at least part of a, a group that's doing it. But some of the so. things they did with the, uh, the official The Outwaters Twitter account... Uh, to promote this movie and kind of do some some in interactive marketing for it was super fun and interesting. Uh, yeah, I've been gearing up for this movie uh, for a long time. Um, it's a found Should footage we... movie. It, it's yeah, a found footage movie, which is I kind of want to I I I want to talk about it as spoiler free as possible today. Similar wait, to how we before we get to that, can we at least do like how we felt about it overall? I don't know if oh. you like this movie or not. Yeah. Yet. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, uh, Michelle. Uh, why don't we? Uh, 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 so just a, a, a quick uh, uh, summation for you, and this is uh, not spoilery in any way, shape, or form. It's part of how they describe it. Uh, essentially, mm -hmm. uh, these four folks go off into the Mojave Desert to shoot a music video. Uh, and they never are seen again. And then the uh, the police find these uh, these memory cards from video cameras, uh, and there's all sorts of footage on it. And that's what we're watching is the assembly of the footage. Uh, mm -hmm. But that's the whole gist of the movie. You know, it's it's very Blair Witchy in that sense. Just some people went off to do a thing, and they were never seen or heard from again. And then we found their footage. It is it's the essence of found footage films. <laughs> So, Michelle, mm -hmm. you being uh, definitely between the two of us, the one who is more into found footage, uh, tell us your uh, how did you feel about the Outwaters? Which, by the okay. way, let's let, uh, mm -hmm. Michelle very literally just got home from seeing this film. She drove directly from the theater to home uh, and turned the camera and the microphone on. Where like yes. she maybe twenty minutes ago finished the movie. I grabbed a Red Bull and I was ready. <laughs> right. um, okay. So I was completely convinced that you would hate this movie after I saw it. But now the way that you're talking about it, I'm kind of feeling a little bit different. I was prepared to say that I think you would give this a one skull because there's no way we're both giving it a five out of five skull review. I fucking love this i'm very predictable i can't help it i love found footage i love wacky shit um i love being very confused so this was a five for me i loved this movie uh i uh, i literally uh said to myself just before we went on the air here 
Uh, if I was going to make a prediction, Michelle fucking loved this movie. I'm so predictable. Uh, I love everything. It. <laughs> well, it, it just, I just I, I know the kinds of things you like. And yep. I could just like as I was watching the movie, I'm just checking off boxes. I'm like, yep, Yeah. <laughs> Michelle is going to fucking adore this movie. Which is funny because uh, I was just kind of like, eh, it's another movie. I wasn't buying into the hype. And now I'm buying into the hype. I love it. <laughs> yeah yeah so uh i uh i saw the movie earlier today uh i i did get the uh the pleasure of being able to see it alone uh in the theater nice. so i was able to just react to it uh as as i wanted um here's what the most interesting thing about this is if you guys have been listening in fact if you checked out our newest episode that just dropped yesterday where we talked about the latest shutter release attachment uh, we talked a little bit about this at the end of the episode, um, and uh, we talked about how we fully expected that I was either going to love this movie or I was going to hate it or or not even so much hate it, but just be incredibly brokenhearted and disappointed because I have been super excited about this movie for a long time. Uh, and here's the big surprise, guys. Um, neither one. Uh, I, wow. I, 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 I don't... Uh, I I was not blown away by this movie uh for reasons that are not the movie's fault uh and i'll talk more about that here in a little while and try to be as non-spoilery as possible but um for what this this is (laughs) one of the few times where i can genuinely say like for what this movie is and what it's trying to do i feel like it's a perfect example of that and the people who are into this movie are going to love it. There are things about it that just didn't work for me. There are things about it that I loved. Uh, and we'll definitely talk about that too. But that was the most surprising thing about this to me. Is uh, I, I very legitimately came right down the middle on this one. And I'm giving it three and a half skulls. Wow. Uh, which I guess no, is a little is... higher, a little above right down the middle. But uh, yeah, three and a half skulls is where I'm going Jeez. on this one. Yeah, no, that that definitely is surprising because I 100% believed that you were going to love it or hate it. No in between. So between did I. And while watching it, I was like, JD loves narrative. There is no narrative here. He is going to. Oh, we'll talk about. Ooh, well, ooh. OK, I know that there is some. I'm just saying it's very. Uh, it's it's not the concrete answers that you like from movies. It doesn't right. specifically spell yeah, it out, and, and fact, you so prefer that. You like yeah. Answers. Let's just talk about that because uh, since we're we're gonna go out of our way here to be super super non spoilery for those yeah. of you. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep it light, but you should be warned that there might. I I mean I knew might nothing about out. this movie. Right. Yeah, and, and I think it is something that you should know okay. nothing if you can help that. Right. Um, but there probably will be a little bit. Um, sure. because obviously we can't talk about a movie now you know it's found footage for example right. i didn't know this was found footage so you didn't know that before you went into the theater even no i'd seen the trailers but i wasn't convinced that it was actually found footage oh, okay. because the trailers are so crazy that i was like is this actually found footage or is this promotional material because it's been you. so out there that i wasn't positive yeah. with one way or the other all right so yeah um so you're very right. Uh, part of why this movie doesn't completely work for me is I am, uh, uh, I go to movies for stories, right? I uh, I am personally very connected to narrative. Uh, I uh, I don't need you to 
solve all of the problems and I don't mind a little of, of stuff left hanging, uh, I don't necessarily care for zero resolution at all. And I understand the artistic point behind that, right? I, I, I understand the statement being made by that because that's, uh, that is unfortunately sometimes the way life is. Sometimes there's absolutely no resolution and sometimes the scariest thing is all this stuff happens and you never get any answers, right? And so I get that. It just, it's not the kind of movie, like, like I get frustrated by that and I don't want to leave the theater being frustrated, right? I don't <laughs> mind, uh, I don't mind a little bit of mystery. I mind when there's so many questions left that I'm just like, God damn it, I want another, it, it, it just, um, I do feel though that there is narrative here. Like like this movie was for a while there I got kind of nervous uh because the movie was being talked about in the same breath uh, alongside Skinnamarink, which we've talked about here on the show previously and, and my my thoughts on that. Uh and so I was kind of anxious about that because that movie uh has some interesting attitudes about narrative uh that don't really uh, uh jive with mine. Uh, but, uh, this movie, I felt like, like there is a story here, right? Like I, I was able to understand, uh, you know, what was going on, you know, the, the whole chunk leading up to, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a, of a, a slow burn to, uh, to sudden chaos kind of movie. And, uh, like I thought the, the, like they, they gave us enough time to attach to the characters. Uh, I thought there was some interesting stuff that happened there. Uh, it just, once the ball got rolling, uh, it was, it was too chaos and too, it was too far into the, I have no idea what's going on realm. Uh, and I started to detach. The other thing that is, (laughs) uh, okay. So with all of that already admitted to Michelle, if you were now to guess what is my next biggest problem with this movie, what would it be? Um, the first hour because that was it's the biggest too goddamn problem for me. long. Yes, it it's, it's so long. Look, guys. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I I love you. I, I everybody in and this is not a specific problem with this movie. This is a problem with so many movies. At least for me, this movie is way too goddamn long. It's an hour and forty five minutes. And it should have been like it, like I feel like I would have enjoyed this movie personally significantly more. Like like a movie like Skinnamarink, you could have shortened it down, like as we saw with Heck, and it still doesn't necessarily work for me because of what it is. This movie, I feel like I would have personally enjoyed so much more at like an hour fifteen, an hour twenty. Uh, there's there's there are points in this movie where there is this chaotic, frenetic pace, but you can't keep that pace up for as long as they keep it up. Eventually, I just got detached. I just disconnected. It was too much. There were points where I was drawn in, and I was really like, whoa, what the fuck is going on here? This is intense. What the shit? But it just goes on for so long that eventually I disconnected. And um, that to me is uh, is sort of overall why the movie didn't. There's there's not enough narrative here for me. Which again, 
that's that's me, right? Like not everybody needs that. So so that I don't mean that as a criticism of the film. Uh, what I do mean as a criticism of the film is I do think this movie is way too long, and it would have been better if it were shorter. Uh, so you know that I went with a group of friends to this movie. So uh-huh. while I did hur- hurry home straight from the theater, I did have to spend about five to ten minutes just chatting with them. I was the only person in my group who liked this movie out okay. of the six of us who went, which is surprising because it has such good reviews. And I was with a lot of horror fan friends it wasn't just like random people uh except for my husband who hates hated it hated and he (laughs) hates horror and he said that the scenes where there's just footage of donkeys was his favorite part and that he was laughing throughout the whole thing so he uh sorry john um never again uh but what um, do you mean never again Ever I, again. Lots I was going to say, again. like, I'll never bring you to a, another horror movie, but I will. I absolutely will. It's of a lie. Will. It, it's a lie. But um, so their complaint was the story, which is why I thought like I thought because of my conversation with them that I picked up a lot more than they had. And so I was like, are people just not? I thought there was lots of foreshadowing and a lot of oh, things yeah. that with what happens, I predicted it. And I went, oh, that's slightly off and I can tell what's going to happen. And it was things that they missed. So uh, it, it is encouraging to know that you actually caught some of that narrative, too. And that's why I thought maybe there isn't narrative and I'm just yeah. uh, making yeah. There's definitely, uh, like, there's, uh, there is service to a story here, right? Mm -hmm. Here's how I feel. This is what my my thought is on what Robbie Banfitch's idea for how this movie was going to be scripted is it's not going to be entirely just chaos and insanity because, first of all, that would be uh, dull. Like, he, Mm -hmm. he seems to understand that we do need for for a horror film to be truly effective and really get under your skin it really helps for there to be characters that you care about mm-hmm. uh and he does a really good job i felt here's one of the things that i love about this as a found footage film there are s- there are so many movies that are found footage movies where not a single shot in the movie looks like something that was just randomly shot on a video camera by people who were there experiencing it. Every single shot in this movie almost feels like that. There are these there are moments where yeah, the camera like how many times are you watching a found footage movie and you're like, "Oh, this crazy shit is happening." but they're still holding the camera to their face and making sure they're videotaping what's going on. Like, there are moments in this movie where crazy shit happens and the camera is still going, but the camera is just dangling down by their side because they're running with the camera in their hand. It, it is maybe the most real feeling found footage movie I have ever seen, and that I really, really appreciated that. Uh, like, uh, and in a lot of the early scenes, like, I feel like there are a lot of those scenes where those weren't scripted scenes for the movie. They were just like, well, we gotta, we gotta pack up our gear and get ready to go out to the Mojave to make this insane horror movie we're making. So instead of writing scenes, we'll just run camera while we're actually preparing to make the movie that that footage is gonna be in, right? Like, so much of it felt 
it felt very real. It is one of the most authentic feeling found footage movies I've ever seen. How did you uh, how do you feel about that? Uh, I agree that it felt very real, but while I am looking forward to rewatching this movie when it is available on streaming, I will figure out what timestamp it starts being fun and I will skip everything outside of the first like minute or two and just <laughs> skip to that moment. I hated and I, I found an article because I was like, I don't know how long this is going on for, but it feels like days. And they said it's about an hour before things start happening. It is so much footage. And in a way, I was sitting there analyzing it because I, like the stuff happening on screen, I was kind of dozing out on. I was like, this is so much. And even if your home movies and your B-roll footage is beautiful, which it is, these are some very good shots and clearly this is a person who knows how to use a camera so at least they're giving us good things to look at it's still a home movie and it's still b-roll footage and you're making me watch it for an hour it was so much it felt like torture and then the second half of the movie was torture of a completely different kind <laughs> yeah it was yeah uh, and it it just i hated it so much really uh, yeah, yeah I, just, I, I, uh, I, I, I do agree that there was too much of it. Again, as I feel like there was too much of everything in the movie, unfortunately. Uh, I feel like you could have shaved every third frame out of this film and it would have been so much better. Uh, but no, I, I actually really appreciate, I thought these were, I thought so much of the photography looked, I, like, I, I feel like the gimmick of we're going out to the Mojave to shoot a music video is a perfect gimmick for a found footage movie because when I think of music videos, what do you think of? You just think of like random montages of assorted B-roll footage, right? Mm -hmm. So it gives you a perfect excuse for why there are just these random shots of weird shit going on and and like strange angles on people and and all the, like he's running the camera at weird times and but no they uh they did a fantastic job of uh of i feel like uh i don't want to give away too much because there are mm -hmm. things that happen and you're like oh well we're definitely coming back to that that's mm -hmm. definitely coming back around oh that's for sure still going to be a part of this movie in an hour um it's also, like, so again, the let so let's jump forward then to when stuff starts happening, and this might be where things get a little too spoilery for some of you. So be careful. We'll be careful. We're here. Go we're gonna do our best. Yeah, but uh, but you be careful as well. So like, when the shit starts to happen, tell me about mm -hmm. your experience there. Uh, without saying too much, there's a lot of stuff I haven't seen before that happens in this movie. And as I've said before, a movie, as long as it is doing something new, I am generally on board. There's a lot of really interesting stuff that happens. And once it starts um, getting into it, it, it cranks it up very quickly. And it feels like I, I was prepared to have the movie end very quickly and not continue ramping up. I was like, this is the point that every other found footage movie would stop and leave me wanting way more. And then this movie gave me way more. All the additional stuff that I want other movies to do, usually things start happening and then that's kind of like the climax of the movie. The craziest stuff happens. This kept going and I was 
absolutely positively delighted, even though my friends were not. However, there is one point where somebody yells, Michelle, and I got to go, what, in the theater? And that made me <laughs> laugh at myself very hard. exactly the moment you're talking about. No, exactly where I went, what? And I thought I was very funny. But um, yeah, I was actually like just smiling and kind of giggly about it. I loved it well, so, so much. And, and again, um, uh, even from that standpoint, like there are certain exceptions to the rule of movies where uh, I, I don't necessarily need a lot of answers. Um, there, there are things that happen in the second half where I was just like, "What the fuck?" And I, oh, I feel yeah. like I, I, I feel like I understand <laughs> a lot about it. Uh, it's a, it's another movie. Uh, it, it plays with space and it plays with time and it plays with. Uh, reality versus kind of a nightmare sort of logic in a lot of ways. It plays uh, it with uh, not knowing if you're sane like that. I, I Without giving it away, right. I'm trying to be kind of vague, like with questioning your own sanity, I guess yeah. I could compare that to. Like it, it's uh, it's very like, what is going on? Is this real? Am I real? It, it gets into that yeah, a little it's, bit. Uh, I like. And I, I enjoyed that. Uh, again, I think... Uh, I, I honestly feel like the length of this movie more than the narrative factors uh, were an issue for me because I also feel to a certain extent that I'm pretty sure I understand what happened in the second half of this movie. I have so many theories too. Like I'm I pretty have sure so many I under, like I have some, th- <laughs> you know what, let's do yeah. this. Let, let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit longer here. Uh, mm-hmm. Because again, this, uh, this is going to be coming out on screen box uh, and not on shutter. Why don't we talk just a little bit more here about the movie in a spoiler-free setting, and then let's do a spoiler section at the end of this one for for people who have already seen it. Okay, yeah. Uh, Because there are some things I want to talk about, and we might as well get that on tape. Yeah, yeah. Um, But um, there are things the movie does in the the crazy aspect that I felt were... um, I don't know. There are a couple of things that happened that I felt were kind of out of place and out of tone with the rest of the movie. And we'll talk about that more in the spoiler section. But no, I uh, I do enjoy the uh, the the frenetic sort of way you were like you said, uh, this movie is not like a, a gradual build like it's it's slow slow like it's like you can feel like you can hear the dam creaking from the pressure Mm -hmm. of the water and then it just breaks and the flood comes through right it's uh it's pedal to the floor zero to a hundred like right now uh Mm -hmm. and then it holds that pace for the remainder of the film uh but uh yeah uh i i really feel like if it had if it hadn't spent so much time doing so much that i was given an opportunity to uh to disconnect i would have been with this a whole lot more it reminds me in a lot of interesting ways about a movie i saw several years ago uh and, and i mean this more from just like a, a story uh sort of element uh, a movie called mr jones uh that uh is uh, has some similar things going on i think but uh yeah, uh, the like I said, the most surprising thing about this to me was that I came down very middle of the road on this. Uh, I'm very much interested in seeing what, what Robbie Banfitch does going forward. 
Uh, I did enjoy the movie. I just wasn't completely taken away by it. Yep. Nope, I got nothing else to add. I'm waiting for spoilers. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. So that's what we're going to do here then. If you want to see The Outwaters, I hope we've did a, a decent enough job of explaining how we felt about it uh, without giving anything away for you. But uh, I've got some questions i got to ask Michelle, and I'm sure she's got some things mm -hmm. she wants to talk about. So if you have not, first of all, and let me encourage you, go see this movie in a theater, please. I... I saw Terrifier 2 in the theater. I didn't even like Terrifier. I didn't like Terrifier 2. I went to see it in the theater. I went to see Skinamarink in the theater. I didn't care for that movie. I still encourage people to go see it. Go see this movie in a theater. The more independent movies make it to theaters and do well at the box office, the more this is going to keep happening. Please support this movie. Go see it. Now, Michelle. Yeah. Spoilers. Spoilers. <sighs> yes. Okay. So first so off, I I do have one first? question. Okay, I, uh, you go I, ahead. I got a question. What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay. I, so oof. Yeah. Let me tell you my theory about the second half of. This I was hoping movie, you'd right? go first because I have a feeling okay, your theory so, is just gonna be better. So yeah. you've seen the movie now, or or maybe you don't have any intention of seeing the movie, or you've already seen it and you just want to hear what we're talking about. So. Here's my overall theory. So they have that first night in the desert where they hear the loud thundering and all of that crazy noise and they go out into the dark. And that sequence in the movie ends with that weird moment of Robbie out in the dark by himself and it's the first time he sees the weird strobing light and there's like a moment and then it just like suddenly cuts to now it's daytime and he's just talking to people uh, and he's talking about that experience. And he says something about a red light, which there was never a red light that I remember seeing, at least at that moment. I personally feel that everything that happens in this film from the moment he sees that strobing light for the first time until the moment he crawls naked out of that cavern toward at near the very end of the film, I'm not going to say none of that happened. What I'm going to say is absolutely no rules of reality applied to anything whatsoever in that stretch. Right? Like, I feel like this movie is a time loop situation where he got pulled out of something and somehow it folds back on itself. I think the shadow person up on the hill with the axe who comes down and hacks him in the head with the axe is him. I think I he hacked himself in the head with the axe. Yep. Right? I feel like this whole thing is this weird. Uh, uh, inversion, like time inversion loop scenario, uh, but also perhaps complete psychotic hallucination. Uh, do I think he probably murdered those people out in the in the desert? Yeah, I think so, probably. Uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I I I feel like um, so that's kind of my general overall theory on that. Here's my question though. Mm-hmm. What the... I don't understand the section in the end of this movie where all of a sudden they're back at his mother's house. 
Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, okay. So I have I have two theories. One theory is that Robbie Banfitch, there is no logic to this, and this is just meant to be enjoyed, and that there is no actual story, no like reality of the situation. If you asked him like, was this real or not, I don't think he'd have an answer. Um, that's one theory. The other theory is actually pretty similar to what you think. I don't know exactly when it would happen, but I do think a lot of it, if there is a reality to this, is that similarly, um, something happens and then all of that is his brain being broken and trying to make sense of what is going on. Um, and that this is less found footage and more just his perspective. And that's why, like, he's kind of broken and uh like with his head raining and stuff like i've had a head injury and it feels like that of who am i like i've had amnesia and who am i i'm michelle who am i i'm michelle who am i me and it feels very true to like actual brain injuries um i do wonder if he died and this is like a lost situation like he died on that plane crash because it kept feeling like that was gonna crash but i have a lot of different ideas about that that is an idea also that I had is the possibility that, okay, maybe that, that first moment with the strobe is not where everything shifts. Uh, I did have the moment uh, of thought of, uh, okay, so maybe what happened here uh, is some crazy dude out in the desert with an axe just murdered them. But mm-hmm. the first one who, like, like he sees the dude up, uh, like, his outline with the axe, and then he hears somebody running towards him, and then we hear the squelch. I promise you that's going to be a squelch subtitle. I'm looking forward to getting this We hear the squelch, us, and yeah. then he's talking about how it's like, my head is raining, right? Ugh. And I'm immediately like, oh, this guy got hacked in the head with a fucking hatchet in his brain and yep. his head. So what I'm thinking is also uh, possibility... Uh, that everything from that point is some sort of weird pre-death DMT amygdala hallucination scenario. Exactly. That's more uh, what I fell on you know, to, but I don't like, know who hit him. Yeah. Right. Uh, and, and that whoever that dude with the axe or that person with the axe is just murdered all these folks out in the desert and took off with their bodies or something. I don't know. <laughs> There's that moment right near the end, though. Like, I, I, I do love that moment where, like, he's shouting at himself and his friends mm-hmm. in the di- in the distance, and it's clearly, like, two days ago. Uh, that mm-hmm. very uh, interesting sort of time spin there. Um, what's up with the voice when he looks, like, towards the end, he, he looks down at the axe, and he hears this disembodied voice somewhere that sa- just says, show them. And then, mm-hmm. like, he grabs the axe and says, what the fuck... Is he, this is where that the they throw so much shit at you right at the very end. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't mind that I never know what the weird worm creatures in the desert are. I don't Those mind Those are his that intestines. I, well, no, I mean the, the weird screamy worm things that were yeah. crawling around all over. Like, Those were his intestines. Through 45 minutes of the movie? Yes, it's a time loop and the way that he's hacking off like you see his heart earlier, the one that he hacked out of his body or whatever it was. You see a chunk of meat that was his own meat that we had seen near the beginning. I think the screaming worm things are his intestines. Like I feel 99% positive about that and that his body parts are what he's finding throughout the desert even though he oh. hasn't hacked them out yet. Yeah, oh, like see, I thought I that def- part was super clear. I de- no, I definitely read those uh, those weird uh, worm things 
as somehow being related to what was very clearly a much larger monstrous creature of some kind or some mm-hmm. sort of growing fungal thing uh, towards the end, I figured. But wh- I guess ultimately what I'm saying is even if, if I'm reading it that way, right, like there's some sort of thing out in the desert and we never get a good look at it and those little wormy things were somehow related to that thing, those things I don't mind that are never told because I at least understand, okay, this is some sort of fucking whacked monster out there in the desert. I understand enough, right, I think is... But then there's just that moment where it's, it's like... He looks at the axe, and there's the disembodied voice. Uh, and then, honestly, um, like I, f- <laughs> there is so much penis trauma in horror movies in the last decade. And frankly, like don't get me wrong, I like weird gore and and mutilation as much as the next guy. But I'm not gonna lie. It very much felt like, oh, we, we're going to have this dude cut his dick off just to have the dude cut his dick off, right? It didn't, it came so out of left field that it didn't have the effect of, on me of, oh, holy fuck, he cut his dick off. It, it was more like, oh, come on, he cut his dick off. Uh, and then he cuts like and and I enjoy the like the effects were great when he cuts his abdomen open and his 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 intestines are spilling out as he's walking around. It's really well done and it's a great effect. But at that point, it just seemed like, oh yeah. And then we also just threw this on top of all the rest of everything. It felt I don't understand how that had anything to do with the rest of because ultimately what I like like the the narrative that I get is. These people went off into the middle of the desert uh, to shoot this music video, and they just happened into a part of the desert uh, where this weird monster thing happens to be living. Maybe it's from space. Maybe it's from somewhere else. There's that brief moment towards the end where he finds that that sign buried in the dirt and the gas. I have to talk about that. I have to talk about that. I'm like, what is this? Like, is this somehow related to like Mojave Desert nuclear tests? Is that what they're trying? What's going on here? Uh, so maybe it was like a, a thing that was created out there because, they, again, they talk about they can feel energy in the ground. And sh- I don't know, man. Uh, it just they threw so much at me at the end there uh, that all felt like they were just layering things on time. I'm, what the fuck is going on? And again, maybe <laughs> that's the point, right? Uh, so John came up with a theory that I hate him for because it's pretty good. Um, his theory, because he saw the sign in the gas mask, is that this was a nuclear testing ground. All of this is just radiation sickness. That's why they're throwing up all over the place. They're losing their minds out there because they're just sick with radiation. Yeah. He hated the movie, and I really, really like that theory. That's, uh... Because they do throw up constantly. I, uh... (laughs) This is why I married him. He's uh... so smart. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah. Yep. It kind uh... of blew my mind. Because I was telling him uh, all my various theories of, like, he died at some point. Here's all the times he could have died. Here's all the times where... after he got hit in the head, it didn't really make sense. Um, here's like potentially just a monster out there. And I'm telling him all these, cause I've, 
I just saw the movie and I already have so many like I don't really care what the reality of it is I enjoyed the ride but I am like okay here's a bunch of different possibilities and then he just throws that at me and I'm like god that makes so much sense and even if that's not what Robbie Banfield intended and if this Banfitch sorry uh if that's like something he did not intend next time I watch this movie that's what I'm going to keep in mind because I love that theory so much it's perfect that's uh I'm still just (laughs) dumbstruck by that that I I never had that thought and you're right that is uh Mm -hmm. like that's a perfect encapsulation of what might have been happening (laughs) here and and again I feel like ultimately (laughs) Uh, you can tell from the way the movie was was, was written and produced, uh, those kind of explanations are not the point of this movie, no. right? This, it's this just fun is, to talk about them. Well, yeah. right, uh, but uh, but I I do find it interesting uh, that there is enough happening here that you're able to draw those conclusions or develop those theories, mm-hmm. right? Uh, my theory was just overall there was some sort of alien monster out there in the, because uh, then there's like that that weird moment where he's just seeing like the little tiny lights just floating in the darkness, like some sort of yeah. weird constellation, and it's just like I don't know, man, I don't know. I uh, do wonder if those maybe if I watch it back. Just out of curiosity, I'd be curious to see if the dots align in a way where it does make images. But I think that's just because I play video games and I've done those things where I, you're manipulating a 3D space to try I to tried create a to, silhouette. Uh, I tried to see while it was happening if I could see anything yeah. emerge and I didn't see anything going on. I couldn't on. either. But I'm, is... I'm hoping maybe if you move them, like yeah. at that point and you pause while it's moving, you'll mm. be able to see something. I'm, There's I'm just also, curious. Uh, uh, a moment earlier on in the film, after the 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 batshit crazy starts, where he goes back into one of the tents and there's like blood all over the floor of the tent, and mm-hmm. it looks like there's something crawl like 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 all these little bugs or something crawling mm-hmm. around in the blood, like I don't know. Uh, uh, I uh, I got lots of like crazy cosmic horror vibes off of this, probably because of tentacle creatures. You put tentacle creatures in a movie, I'm thinking outer space things, because H.P. Lovecraft is 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 a person who existed. But uh, uh, Aaron did ask if it was hentai. <laughs> it's def- no. <laughs> no, I told him for me it was hentai, but maybe yeah, not for everybody. Uh, I mean, yeah, this was very sexual for me. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, uh, I think if they had uh, if they had left off, like I said, I, I think two things. If if the movie had been uh, uh, significantly shorter, and if they had left off a few of the little extra tidbits at the end that got tacked on, overall, I would have. Uh, have you ever seen uh, Mr. Jones? It's a movie from I think 2012 uh, about this couple who go off into the wilderness to kind of. The dude's supposed to be working on a movie and his girlfriend's there with him and they're also kind of trying to heal their relationship. And there's this weird guy who lives in the woods who makes these creepy sculptures. I am looking at it online and this does not... I actually... I feel like I have, but it wasn't memorable. Well, I I really enjoy that movie and it has a similar kind of like progression into chaos uh and Mm -hmm. and cosmic horror kind of thing 
uh, and mind-bending reality sort of vibe like this movie has. Uh, and uh, I, I appreciated that uh, 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 quite a bit. Uh, I just... Uh, uh, I would have liked it a little bit quicker uh, and uh, a few less weird things uh, right at the end. Why? 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 I mean, like, like again, this is this is probably a level of nitpicking that most people would be like, dude, just enjoy the fucking movie. But like, what did cutting off his dick add to this movie except be, <laughs> except being able to say, oh, and then he cuts his dick off. Well, I I think that was pretty for being a member that was removed from himself and uh, had lost a lot of blood. That was a pretty thick dick. So I think that's why he put in there. He's like, hey, look, that's a pretty good dick, right? You can just look at that for a little bit. He's like, yeah, that's modeled after the real thing. I think he was just showing off. And like, what was that, that? Like, was that supposed to be like a megalodon tooth, or was it supposed to be a tooth from the alien monster? Because look, they say that's a lake bed, right? And it, it, it is. It's a dry lake bed, and then there is that sudden flooding sound and hint in the video right at the end, you know. So it's like, I don't know. Is that is this like some leftover ancient creature from back when there was still a lake there, and that's one of its teeth, or what? Like, I did. Uh, like elements like that that I found really interesting. I I it, I thought those were well done. I just don't know how they contributed to the overall movie. I guess I like that it contributed a lot of confusion. I felt <laughs> no, truly, I felt as confused as Robbie in this situation. I felt less like this was found footage, and it was more me experiencing these things in the way that he did. Of like, what the fuck is going on? None of this makes sense. It's disjointed. It's yeah. not reality. And I felt right there with him. And I think that's why. Oh, yeah, I and liked that's it why so I say much. like. Yeah. Uh, I feel like uh, like. If that's a movie, a kind of movie that you're interested in and that you can vibe with, this is absolutely going to work for you. It's uh, I vibe with this so hard yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I, I think it. that about covers our thoughts on the Outwaters. Again, please go see this in the theater uh, if you have the opportunity. Visit theoutwatersmovie.com to see where it's playing all across the country uh, and see where you can see it. Uh, I told you I had a theory about when it's coming out on Screenbox for streaming. Uh, so Screenbox released their monthly, they're sort of like, this is what's coming out on Screenbox in February. And way down at the bottom of the list, it just says, secret movie. And if you oh. remember, uh, there were about three weeks between when Skinamarink was released in theaters and when it dropped on uh, on Shudder. Uh, they wouldn't have a full three weeks to be able to get the Outwaters uh, out uh, in February in three weeks, but if they did it in two weeks... Anyway, my theory is I think you will be able to see the Outwaters on Screenbox by the end of the month. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I feel like that's what that secret movie is going to be. I really hope so because I don't rewatch TV shows and movies very often. If I find something that I really like, it'll get replayed, but I'm not one of those like watch it over and over and over again type of people. This I do want to watch as soon as it's available on streaming again and take a lot 
a lot of notes so that I can try <laughs> to make sense while also getting all those beautiful squelching subtitles that I know are going to be in this. Oh, if yeah, you're this, was, new, this was a very squelchy film for sure. Yeah, if you're new to the podcast, this is your first episode. Hi, hello, welcome. Hope you're enjoying it. Um, I have been collecting slash hoarding uh, subtitles for squelches, squelching, or squelched. Um, and I'm currently up to at least 500 images. Once I get through my whole list of timestamps of all of them, I'll be at 700. So uh, those will be going online, hopefully very, very soon once I can make the technical <laughs> side of trying to find a gallery that you can search with different tags to pull up different results and things can have multiple tags. It's been a whole thing. I won't really say until it's perfect because I'm that kind of crazy. But you can find those squelch files on our website, wewatchshutter.com. They'll uh, be able to when I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we're also on uh, on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at We Watch Shutter. Real easy to find us. Uh, one of my rats is staring at me right now, saying, "Dad, quit recording the damn podcast and come give me treats." So Aww. we should probably wrap this up here. But uh, guys, thank mm -hmm. you for joining us for this extra special We Watch Screenbox episode. Maybe when this drops on Screenbox streaming, maybe we'll come back and do a redux and, and talk about it in, in a little bit more detail. But I don't know. We'll see. We'll find out. How's it, we'll see if I have more to say by then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Screenbox, by the way, I don't know if I explained it, but it's uh, it's very similar to Shudder. It is a, a streaming service for horror and horror-adjacent films that you can subscribe to uh, right there uh, alongside your Shutter subscription. It's uh, reasonably priced. I believe $6 a month, very similar to your Shutter subscription. Uh, you can also do a add-on from Prime, so you don't yeah. even have to download a new platform. For sure. Same with Shutter. They're both available as mm -hmm. Prime add-ons, so definitely subscribe yes, to both of those. I have subscriptions to both. They are we'll, both Yeah. Wonderful. We'll be back with, of course, more Shutter originals and exclusives to talk about. Michelle, what's the next one we're talking about? Uh, so we have to dig into the older We're doing an archive title. Yeah, because they do not have a new uh, original or exclusive coming out. So we will be watching Shrew's Nest, which I believe is like four years old, somewhere around there. Shrew's so Nest, one Shrew's of the Nest. earliest Shutter exclusives. We'll be bringing that one to you. Guys, thank yep. you so much for, for tuning in to our special episode about the Outwaters. Go check out the Outwaters. Say goodnight, Michelle. Good night, Michelle. We all die in the dark.